The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Illuminating Feng Shui with Kathleen Zamansky. Are you seeking effective ways to increase efficiency, productivity, and accountability while boosting your bottom line? In our program, Kathleen and her guests will impart wisdom and proven techniques to help you tap into the universal energies of Feng Shui and Chinese metaphysics. Now, here is your host, Kathleen Zamansky. Welcome, I'm Business Feng Shui Master Kathleen Zemanski, and this is Illuminating Feng Shui. Today I'm talking with a very special and surprise guest, I should say, Eddie Esposito, and we're going to be talking about the benefits of business coaching. You're also going to hear my weekly Feng Shui tip later in the program today, and I'm going to be talking about short and long-term strategies. So first I'd like to introduce my very special guest, Eddie Esposito. He's an international expert in the relationship development and and communication skills. He challenges entrepreneurs around the world to leverage the untapped potential of their networks continually to develop themselves as leaders and to create an amazing business and a spectacular life. Eddie is a longtime business and personal coach, and he is co-founder of Ascentive, a worldwide consulting and coaching company focusing on supporting the life of the entrepreneur. He has contributed to several best-selling books, including The World's Best Known Marketing Secrets, Business by Business by Referral, and Truth or Delusion, Busting the World's Biggest Networking Myths. He also has been featured on many radio shows and newspapers around the world. He is a native of New Orleans, and his greatest achievement came after losing his home two businesses, and moving his family to Atlanta in the wake of Hurricane Hurricane Katrina. He soon, as soon as he was allowed to return back to New Orleans, um, Eddie started supporting devastated entrepreneurs in the area that, you know, was taking over because of the circumstances. So he pulled them together for weekly uh, meetings to support them with insurance difficulties, displaced family issues, and just the whole uncertainty around that whole tragedy. Um, Through his support and engagement, every one of those entrepreneurs would recover and have their lives rejuvenated. The impact and lessons learned would become some of the founding elements of Ascentive's entrepreneurial program, The Spectacular Entrepreneur. Eddie was once a high-flying chef cooking aboard private aircrafts for many celebrities, including four U.S. presidents, and Eddie will soon publish his cookbook, Heal Yourself Before You Kill Yourself. I like that title, and I think I'll be picking that up as soon as it comes out. Although he is no longer he no longer cooks professionally Eddie lives in New Orleans with his wife and children and he loves old BMWs great Italian wines and cooking with friends welcome to the show Eddie great to be here Kathleen good to hear you too yeah, thanks so much. I, I've i known you for quite a few years, and um, I'm finding things out about you that I didn't know. So um, I, I am very honored, very, very honored to have you on my program today. 
So what I like to do when I first bring a guest on is just to hear their perspective about feng shui or business astrology or auspicious timing. Have you ever heard anything about this or used it at all? Or what, what's, what, have you, what do you know about it? Uh, well, feng shui, what I do know about feng shui or the, the little piece that I know about feng shui is, was, is about orienting uh, or, create, or, or using the things that you have in the spaces you have, whether it's living or your office environment or whatever, laying them out, organize them in a certain way that will create the environment that you're hoping for in that space, whether it's a good bedroom, a productive office, a um, tranquil meeting area, that there are ways that you could do that that take into account not only the the pieces themselves, but how they're oriented and... Excuse me. Other other factors in the environment. I'm certainly not an expert, but that's what I do know about it. No, that's that's a pretty good description, actually, because you know there's a there's it's it's a very fundamental piece of feng shui. If you know where the good energies are in a space, use them. Like as you said, you know, for placing your office or having a productive meeting or in your home, the areas that you use most often, you use the good areas, good things will happen. You use the challenging areas, you can pretty much count on having some challenges happening in your life. It's really all kind of described by a lot of very coded formulas that go back um, with the test of time, but very good description, Eddie. Thanks for thanks for that um, insight. So, um what I'd like to find out is, you know, what I think from a, a bit from your your bio that there it may be revealed. But what, in your words, what is your big why on why you do what you do? Well, it actually it stems back from when when I was a kid, and I would say that's true for most of us. The things that happen to us, the places we go, the things we do, and the experience we have all create this unique equipping to who we are and, and how and you know, what we're called or purpose to do. And when I was growing up, my father was, was the worker in the house and he was the, the bigger impact on me of the two, of the two parents uh, in this way. And I just noticed that when I, when I was younger, he was going to work every day. And as the years went by, I just seemed to be a little bit less happy about that event. It got worse and worse and <clears throat> to make, make, you know, kind of shorten it up a little bit, got to a point where I, I noticed he was miserable. And, wow. you know, when I was raised back in the, in the 60s and early 70s, basically until I got into high school and finished in 77, so I aged myself there, uh, during that period, uh, there were no other outs for him to go to just to help him sort his situation. So if he was miserable because he was making the money he needed to make to support the family, and um, he felt like he could never risk moving along to something else. I mean, he stayed in that job, which a lot of our that generation did. And I call it golden handcuffs. He made just enough gold to stay, to get locked into where he was. And what I wanted to make sure was that we didn't, uh, what, the reason I do what I do today about having people having an amazing business and spectacular life is that they don't, they don't have to relive that. Uh, they, there are ways that, they can change it. There are ways that uh, they can work through these things. And my father didn't have that person. And although I didn't, maybe didn't shoot off in that direction, eventually doing what I'm doing plays right to that. And that, that really is why I do what I do. 
That's a nice story. That's a nice story. And did you, did your father uh, see the the you know the the fruits of his labor through you? I mean, did was he? I don't know. Is he still surviving? I don't know. Well, unfortunately, not because that was part of the of the story as well. Uh, is that right when he was getting into a position, he had been there long enough, and a bigger company bought out his company and kind of grandfathered him into a benefits uh, package and all of those good things that came along. Then he, at the age of fifty-eight, got prostate cancer, and at the age of sixty, he died. Oh, way before I'm he so was sorry. able to. Yeah. See you come up so, as a uh, as the man you are. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry so, to hear that. Right. Yeah, and that's that's so that's the emotional part of the connection, you know, the emotionally charged connection, and that's it. Is right. that um, I would buy if I just need to remind myself that what I'm doing there is is, is that important is so people don't die with all that stuff unfulfilled. You know? Right. Right. So that's, well, it's more I than think just, you know, a good idea, you know what I mean? So Right, right. And really go and really going for it. And really going for it. So I would say that, you know, from from my perspective and, and I you probably would think the same, you know, he watches over you, so he knows. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. um all right, so coaching. Coaching, coaching, coaching. We hear it all the time. We should have a coach. Uh, we need a coach. And there's a lot of coaches out there. So in your terms, Eddie, what is coaching? All right. So co- coaching is about helping per- helping a person work out their best solution for themselves. And I know that might sound a bit generic, but people are smart enough to figure out things on themselves and for, um, for themselves. And so if someone that has a little bit of distance, and we call that clarity of distance, can ask them the right questions and provoke the right thought, then they're ultimately able to come up with their solutions, the solutions that are best for themselves. Now, as a coach, I might be able to, after they've come out with where they want to go, that is, that the more they figure out how to get there, that's good. I might have a little bit to add to that contribution depends upon if I, or to that subject, it would depend on if I am expert in it or not. But ultimately, it, the solutions have to be theirs, not mine. In coaching, they didn't hire me to consult, to tell them what to do. They hired me to help them find their solution. So coaches will bring out the, help bring out the best in people that are there that they just need sorting. Very good. So, you know, why would somebody use a coach? Like, what would be, like, at what point in my career, it's like, I need a coach? Well, it could be if you're stuck on something. That's something mm-hmm. I, I honestly can't say anybody comes to me because they're, they say, I'm doing so wonderful, I want to do better, and they sit down and we, they start a conversation. Generally, that's not the way it works. The way it works is someone is stuck on something, and depending upon which direction they need to go is is – whether I will engage or not. So, for example, uh, <clears throat> it, it could be any situation. I, my wife, for example, she was stuck on on whether or not to take a certain job. And so it, it, it didn't require therapy or unraveling something which is going backwards. It required right. talking about how she was thinking about it so she could un, unravel her solutions and work out any objections 
that she had preconceived or built in her head to say what was, what was the right choice. And in that particular situation, this is a real situation, uh, her concerns were around the job. The job was off the table, but she would, they asked her to come in and take a look at it. It was going to be too much travel. It was going to be this. It was going to be that, although it was a job that she seemed to be well-suited for. So we sat down and we started talking about the real issues and, you know, what did she think about this travel and how did she think it was going to affect what she was doing and how much travel it was. And by the time she'd finished, you know, discussing it through with me and did a little bit of background on it, she found out differently that she could make it work and it was an, it was an excellent move for her. And she may have found out it wasn't the move for her, but the idea was that came to me, she came to a scenario that she had already predetermined was one way, but at least was willing to look. And then we worked through some scenarios and, and, you know, came up with a different solution. And back to what I was saying a minute ago, when someone comes to me with a scenario, it's actually better if I know nothing about it. Because then I don't, I, there's no chance of me having any, any agenda or any kind of, kind of thing that I'm trying to lead to an answer. It's very difficult to do with your spouse, by the way, but I didn't really know anything about the job, so I, I had the abilities to ask the questions and help her do the, do the findings and not be really attached because I, I didn't know anything about it. Got That's it. Wow. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense is being able to be detached from it because when we're so much in it, then it's going to be hard to really make a clear decision. So it's always that's that's uh, one good reason to hire a coach. And we're going to get into a couple of other reasons. But I first would like to take this moment to thank my sponsor, Saddler Inc. Insurance. I personally have all my insurance with Saddler, my auto, home, health, workers, compensation, my business insurance to cover all of my personal and professional life. The staff at Saddler is dedicated to give you the best coverage at the best price. It's not a matter of if you're going to need insurance, it's when. For real customer service for all your insurance needs nationwide, check out my sponsor at www.saddlerinc.com. Stay tuned for more on Illuminating Feng Shui. When we come back, I'll continue the conversation with Eddie Esposito about the benefits of business coaching. comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a Five Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. Welcome back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski, and we're joined today by Eddie Esposito, and we're discussing the benefits of business coaching. So during during our, our break, Eddie and I were talking about another uh, story he has with um, a young woman that he was working with. So I'll just let you um, take it from here, because I think it's one that's worth um, exploring a little bit. Because, yes, it is. It- the reason is, you, when I describe it, you could see it could be in the situation we're discussing. You could take that in the context of people who walk in your business office and say something similar. Uh, but you'll, you'll catch on to this one pretty quick. But the scenario was, I was talking with a young lady, uh, and she's 20, 21 years old. And she was saying that she was trying to find out her career path. And in order to find out the career path, I think this difference between and then this difference between like coaching and leading and and solving there's a, there's a big difference here. So the ordinary track would be so if someone came to you and said I want to want to work on my career path, great. What are the types of things that you like? What's what's the things you find yourself going to the most? What types of uh, employment interest you? Let's get out of the list. Let's take a look at those and, and kind of walk through them all and examine them, see which one you might like best. That would generally seem like a good way to go uh, or the way most people would attack something. If you want it, let's get a list of it, put it all out, maybe do some, some activities around those things to find out which one's the best one for you and just kind of walk through it one, two, three. Where in coaching, though, the difference was is you got to kind of go above all that conversation. And above that conversation well, what are your thoughts about your career path? Thoughts on a little, how clear are you? I'm not real clear. I have to find out a little bit more about what I want to do. And okay, so what, what parts of your thoughts are, you would say are the least clear? And it came down to her purpose. She really wasn't sure what she was meant or called to do. So, or felt like she, she would have a purpose doing and so the idea was she needed to do some work around that, not the actual digging in and finding the job part. She had to go to a different place. And in fact, when we, one of the other questions was, well, how long have you been thinking about that? How much urgency is that for you? It, she felt fine. She felt like she, you know, she had a good couple of years, two years to do that. So she wanted to take her time and figure this out was the end of that. So that was the right answer. Now, for her, that's, that's what she wants to do. She wants to take, a, take some time, figure out who she is, what she's doing, and by actively doing the work, mind you, now, not just going home and laying in bed and thinking about it. I mean, we have some other things that followed that up. But the point being that the people she was working with were having her try to make lists. Now, you can imagine that might be parents doing that, right? And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and she was saying, yes, I, I want to work on my career. That was their interpretation of what working on a career meant, while she was needing to do something entirely different. So you can imagine why that might cause a conflict, because they had what 
their way would be of doing it. They, she had her, which her need and her way to do it, yet they weren't really talking about that, only kind of maybe discussing and fighting about it. And with that scenario, I think you kind of see how that pops up in offices and relationships with your husband and your you know, husbands and wives and parents and children. It's, it's, man, that is so crucial. Is What is somebody really saying when, when they're saying something? And that was the big takeaway. I think for, for her, for that one, she had a tremendous insight on that one in the fact that that's what she was looking for, really, which she needed to figure out first for her. And now, right. when she's doing it, if she can communicate with the other parties that how she's progressing there, they'll know she's not just laying, a, she's not just laying down watching television, but she's actually doing some work for that. So. Yeah, that's nice. So, okay, so uh, a person has decided to hire a coach. It, so in that whole process, if somebody really is going to invest in themselves, and I think that is investing in yourself when you when you do hire a coach, what can they expect or what should they be looking for when they're hiring somebody to best suit what they're you know, if you're if you're going to take that time to to do the work, what do you sh- what should you expect in return from the coach in that type of assistance? What you expect with a coach is somebody who's expert in the process. And oftentimes, for a coach, people look for experts in the business or, or the thing that they're talking about, which can be helpful in, in other ways, which I can describe. But at least somebody who's expert in the process of bringing the best out of an individual, and someone who's got the patience and the abilities to ask those powerful questions to help you develop your best thoughts. And, and what you can expect is you could expect for me not to offer up suggestions. You could expect for me not to put my way into it. Here's how to do it. Uh, here's how I would do it. Stuff like that. The coach should not be the one, you know, providing the answers or providing the solutions Well, it's about developing the individual. Okay, so that's what, that's what you should expect when you hire a coach. Now, there are some coaches that do some blended things, and I certainly do that as well, that when I'm hired to come in and develop the leader of the person or to develop a segment of, a, uh, as you heard earlier, I was in the restaurant food business there for a while. If someone in a restaurant were to hire me, I could then turn my hat around, do a little bit of consulting work and say, here's experiences I've had that would add to what we're doing but I wouldn't make, I would never make that an agenda item. So there can be a little bit of hybrid work there, but coaching is really about bringing up the individual and developing that person. So as you know, as, as we grow, um, sometimes, uh, I, I would say, um, I've seen where, where people have outgrown their coaches or consultants. And when, when do you, when do you, know it's time to go to another coach and and how would you search for that next next level if they wanted that i think you'll know when they're not provoking the best thoughts from you or if they get invested into if if it becomes too much of a of a familiar situation and you're now starting to say well he knows what i'm thinking or he's you know he's trying to give me the answer if you start questioning the motive of the coach so to speak or if the coach starts to bring in their own opinions and objectives and things like that, then it's probably time to move along. Uh, if you talk about purely the coaching world, if they're not, if you find yourself not listening to it or not getting getting engaged, it's probably time for a change. I would say that would be one way. Got it. 
Uh, well, communication, um, you had said, is a very important part of coaching, and I'm sure it's on both sides. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? All right, so communication is, now there's a communication aspect of it as well that I, that I find very interesting, and that's that people generally are speaking on different levels. Uh, so if you can imagine a, a, a ladder, an elevator, stops at different floors, and sometimes we're having conversations on different floors wondering why we don't meet, and that's what causes the conflicts. And that is something that I think, as an outside observer, it's a little bit different than coaching in this regard, is to point out where the conflicts are actually happening. So, for example, I'll give you a, a good one. It, is, uh, it was Christmas time several years ago, and we just spent the weekend at my in-law's house, very stressful. Uh, Santa, I, it was a weekend Santa Claus died for my, my 11-year-old. She wasn't 11 then, but... So Santa Claus got killed that weekend, and uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, and uh, it was a stressful weekend. And we're going along, we're driving home, and I look over next to me, and there's this truckload car carrier full of Mercedes. And I look over there, it's kind of said, glanced over, and said, you know, I, I, I'd like to have, I'd like to get one of those one day. And my wife immediately shot back, we can't have one of those. We got we have kids that got college, this, that, and the other thing, and. She went off. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the five levels of communication, or the five levels that I, the five levels on the elevator, I guess, I was up there at the very top having kind of a visionary leadership, uh, a leading or 35,000 foot view, because I didn't say I was going to buy one tomorrow. I just said, you know, I liked it. I'm a car guy. I love cars. And she shot back with something down all the way at the bottom of the elevator, which I call drama. And I entered the conversation on one level, and she entered it on the other, on, on a far different one. Now, had I said, if I'd have shot back to her and said, well, you do that every time I say something. So if I'd have bit and then sat back to her, whenever I say something, you always show the problem in it. Yeah, well, you always want to spend too much money. Could have been the retort. And, we go, and go, it just goes back and forth. What happened was I was on one level, she was on another, and I didn't hear what she was actually saying, had I, had I bit on the first thing. So the right answer, the answer that would have, I say the right answer, but the answer that would have helped us all better, which did, was to come back and say, okay, I, I'm, here, I'm here and you're having a lot of money stress. Is there some way I can support you with that? Now, I, I, I had to train myself a lot to get there because it would have been very easy to say the first thing. You know, every time I say something, you shoot back something. Why did you do that? And that's a guaranteed fight. But what she was really saying was something else. Is she was having money stress. And if I'm in tune and I could catch it, then I could get more productive results in the end. You see, so that's, that's the thing about communication when I'm speaking about. People are coming in at different levels all the time. Which one are they on and how are you responding has everything to do with the outcome. So I, hope, I don't know if that made sense at all, but because um, without a visual, it's kind of tough to... Yeah, and you know, I I don't know if it's I'm a, I'm a woman or, or as you said, I'm I'm detached from the outcome of that particular because my husband and I have you know discussions mm-hmm. um, similar or whatever different characters different whatever but it's kind of the same thing but you know as women it's like well of course she's like you know as she said she's we've got kids to put through and she's being the practical mom 
when when as you said you're you're dreaming on a different level and you were you didn't actually say I was going to buy that you said one day but I think she maybe didn't hear that but neither here nor there I, it's very easy just to have those little triggers and um, they you know they can they can right. cause a lot of havoc in 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 our relationships. Well, correct. So the the comment she made, even as if if she'd have really threw it out there a little bit more forcefully, say, and, and just said, for example, you always want to spend too much money or something like that. Mm-hmm. That dark that I feel when she says that back to me, that's on me. That's not on her. Okay. The dark she's reacting to was whatever that fear was that pushed the button. So the idea was what she was saying was she was having some other some other stress because clearly I wasn't going to go out and buy a Mercedes tomorrow or that would have been an easy question to ask, but she was saying it was something else. And that's what I needed to, what I needed to pick up on was that there's, she's telling me something, but what she was telling me, much like a lot of our communication, what was being said was not actually what I needed to address. And that's what makes it difficult is oftentimes people are saying something and it's really not what you need to respond to. They're saying, right. you guys look at what's right behind all of that. And uh, it's not necessarily as difficult as that might seem in a lot of cases. No. And we need to do it in a nanosecond, too. It's not like you have like this whole time to analyze it. But anyway, and we don't have a lot of time right now. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to hear more from Eddie Esposito about the benefits of business coaching and maybe some personal coaching, too. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a five-elements business astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. 
Welcome back. This is Kathleen Zemanski. And if you're just tuning in, I'm talking with Eddie Esposito and we're talking about the benefits of business coaching, but we kind of got onto some personal things. And again, during the break, we had a little bit of fun. We were talking about a YouTube video that uh, you reminded me of and, and I pulled it up and it is, um, if you want to pull up yourself, the uh, listeners, it is a YouTube video that's called Not about the nail, not about the nail. So this is something that, um, Eddie, why don't you, you just tell us a little bit about the background of that, that video and how that's been influenced and in some of the things that you actually do. Uh, yes, I was, I was actually shown this at a coaching school I attended just last week. And it's a video, it's a husband and a wife sitting on a couch talking, and she is asking him to She's listening. She's talking about the pain and how her head just throbs when these things go on. And as she play back up, she's got a nail sticking out of the front of her head. And you can see the husband is looking at her with this really perplexed look. And he said, you know, he's sitting there. And as she's going through it, he goes, but honey, you have, a, she keeps pulling him up. No, it's not that, you know, but honey, you have a nail. If you just take the nail, it is not the nail. She, and he kept insisting it was a nail. And she kept insisting it wasn't and pushing him off. And, you know, I don't want you to, I really don't want you to fix that. I want you to just listen. <laughs> he sits back and he listens and she describes her situation. He goes, oh, that must be really hard. And she just sort of looked right back at him and said, yes, you're right. So nice. She kind of touches him and then he couldn't help himself in his but. But if you would just take that, and she, don't even say that. It was just really, <laughs> really funny. Uh, the point it of it is, even if it's obvious, it's up to the other person to decide whether the nail's bothering them or not. <laughs> but in 90 seconds, it, it kind of tells the whole story. It's terrific. Yeah, it really is. It is a funny, funny um, <laughs> little little uh, glimpse into really, you know, as you said, Eddie, if 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 you have been with somebody for a long enough time, we've all experienced some form of this. So, you know, it's, <laughs> it's being able to spot it and knowing when to be quiet and when to, when to assist, I suppose. So, <laughs> right. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. So, all right, well, let's bring it back to some, some business concepts here. Um, so I know that you work with like corporations as well as entrepreneurs. So what, what would be the difference of working with a manager, like managers of a corporation and teams Okay, so the corporations, uh, like, so for example, in the, other, in the other conversations, those are all when you find good starting points. From there, you can go into the, what you would probably more relate to traditional business coaching, goal, strategy, action. So if I know where my starting point is, then I can figure out the right place I should be in 90 days and figure out all the ways that I could get there, the strategies, and then talk about the actions needed and then every week I'm checking in on the actions and we're going back and forth and figuring out that's going to work. So there's that little piece of it that's traditional. In corporations, what they're finding out in the more progressive ones is that in, in, particularly in today's world, the, the employees don't like being told. They respond better to being led. And in some cases, the, the difference could be as much as 80% rise in productivity because they're, they're more empowered. And when they're more empowered and they feel better about their own abilities in their brains to be smart and to, have, to be able to make decisions, then what happens is they 
get more used to doing them, and their loyalty goes up. And other things, they get more engaged at work. Gallup has done a lot of work recently on how disengaged American employees are in the workplace, and some actively disengaged. Well, this kind of change in how we communicate with people produces much better engagement. So whether it be a you know, salesperson or a factory shop worker, the more the more empowered they feel, I guess, or the, the more they feel like their their brilliance and their and their pieces of it are part of this whole thing working well, then the more likely they are to stay there and progress. So there's a big change in leadership moving from telling to coaching. And that and I will say this because I know a lot of people say, well, wait a minute, you know, I am the boss here. Yes, you do get to tell people what to do. It's just better if together they figure out how to do it. Now I'm talking about for the things that develop the individual. Like they always told me, look, if somebody comes to you and needs the password for the computer, well, just tell it to them. If they need to go deliver something to the corner, go, go deliver it. It's not about those things. It's about the, you know, the bigger, the bigger you know, forward-thinking things that we do a lot of the coaching around. So there's a big change coming in, in the corporate world as it comes to that type of coaching. Well, you also, um, we, we talked earlier about this as well, is that, you know, the hiring process is, you know, obviously one of the biggest challenges for corporations. And I would say even the small business owner is hiring the right people. But once you hire the right people, um, I think, you know, you were talking about that earlier, is that, you know, allow them to do their job. <laughs> that if well, you're always... Yeah. And, and here's a mistake that, that I think a lot of, I don't want to call it a mistake because we were all taught differently in this way, but it was even happening in the coaching school I was in. I was in a corporate coaching school and I was the odd guy out. So I got, I was the one who was given a different perspective and they were, I was listening to what they do. I mean, as soon as those scenarios presented, well, here's how I would do that. And that would be the, that would be an answer. And, you know, how I would normally do that is this. And I think here's what I think you should do. And that's leading to them. And, Yet it's ideas, what, what would happen, and this is a, a change of thought that they have to have is, what would happen if that person had a better idea and you just help them sort it out? Who benefits from that? Everybody does. But if, if I give them my way to do it, they go say, okay, yeah, I got it. And they go and try to do it that way and they fail. It's my fault. And on top of that, even if it does work well, I've just made myself now the person that everybody comes back to and I made them all dependent on me. And that's not really great leadership in the end. Okay? So there's that aspect of to it is, is we assume, or we would assume that people hire intelligent people. So let's help them develop. And it's not that we can't help. That's not what we're saying. But that is help them come up with their thoughts and their ways of doing it. And a lot of times it's going to be better than ours. And, you know, between us all, we'll be, we'll be more brilliant. But yet they all have my way then we're kind of limited because it's my way. So right. it just takes a change there. Right. So there, there's, there's maybe a, um, a fine line um, in the beginning anyway when you first get a new hire between training and then coaching. You know, because yeah. you still have to yeah. g- give them some, you know, framework to like yeah. this is your job description. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah. The, new, the new person needs more telling than than somebody who's been around for a while. But mm-hmm. I think when you start doing it, you start realizing, okay, this is, the, this is a coaching moment and not a telling moment. You know, if I don't have product knowledge, well, 
okay, somebody's got to tell me that. But if I'm trying to figure out a scenario about how I can get more productive in this aspect, then that's probably a good coaching opportunity. And the more experience they get, the, the more they'll, they'll get that. And in the end, sometimes there is, sometimes you have to tell them. But the more they can coach them, the better it is. And the first thing they have to do is get over their own preconceived notions that they're, they're less important if they, if they can't tell them the answer. So that, I think, affects them because they feel like they, they need to be able to give the answer. And that's not true in, lead, in that type of leadership. In, in, the, in the leader position, if you can help them find the answer, you're, you're becoming a great, le- a great leader because more people will want to follow you that way rather than being right. a guy who has all the sage. You know, that's not to say we don't have to know anything. I'm not saying that, but the idea is, you know, it's really, you're a better leader if, if we can help them find the, the answers. You know? Right. So, so what would you say, and we've got about a minute or so, about, you know, transitioning that to the entrepreneur? So, you know, these are some things that a big corporation would be thinking about when they're, when they're using um, coaching of, you know, their staff and teams and things like that. But the small business or entrepreneur is either the solopreneur. Uh, how, how would you say that, you know, we could use these coaching um, techniques in our, in our small business? Well, particularly when it comes to having people around you, what type of people, where you might need to start, what's the first hires, how to retain people. Uh, I think the businesses that find out they, they just can't keep people, that's probably a good time to start looking at, well, how are they communicating to them? Could, could be a symptom. Uh, how to hire and, and develop. Um, I think the entrepreneur could use a lot of this. Uh, and also figuring out what priority, what things they should, they want, that they need to be doing and what things should be outsourced, delegated, whatever that, because control is often an issue that, that uh, entrepreneurs have as well. They feel like they have to be involved in everything because no one can do it as well as them kind of thing. So when you think you're all of it, a little coaching might help them see differently. So mm-hmm. entrepreneurs can use it a lot. Because, by the way, who's their board of directors? Team, you know, they don't have one. So if a, a good coach is probably a, a great investment for them. Yeah, that's great advice. That's great advice. So, Eddie, if people wanted to find out more about an uh, incentive or to contact you, where where can we lead them? Well, incentive.com is uh, A-S-E-N-T-I-V. I'm sorry, A-S-E-N-T-I-V.com. And I'm Eddie at incentive.com for my email. And you'll get to see a little bit about us, brand spanking, new website, all of those good things. Uh, We're actually getting used to the forms being filled out and getting and getting them emails from them but uh, you know all of my information will be on one of those well be on the site you can contact me through there either through there or through the email okay so if people have general questions about uh, coaching that they may want to have answered or to find out about some of your programs and this is a a, a global uh, corporation right so people all around the world can can tap into this right yeah, and we're actually even looking for coaches to come join our team. We have uh, locations now in Switzerland and Italy and Australia, Japan, getting ready to come open line in the United States. Yeah, so we're 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 all over. Wonderful. As I have been lately. Wonderful, yeah. And and um, we were actually going to have you on the fifteenth of. 
uh, March in a couple of weeks, but we decided to bring you on today because you're heading to Dubai, I believe, and you were you were actually just getting off a plane, so that wasn't going to really work out. So I'm glad that you were available today because it's uh, really wonderful to to uh, <laughs> you know commits a little bit and ha- and have some fun. Yes, absolutely. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So we're off to a short break, and when we come back, I'll give you my weekly tip talking about short-term and long-term strategies using feng shui. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. Highly successful people know that timing is everything. Kathleen Zamansky's Time Blazer Business Management System taps the ancient wisdom of auspicious timing for your business success. The Time Blazer decodes ancient Chinese wisdom into standard business concepts to help you make crucial decisions at the correct time, whether it's about business, career, education, travel, or even the best time to walk away from a partnership. Find out more at 5elementsgroup.com. That's number 5elementsgroup.com. Do you second-guess your business decisions? Whether you struggle or succeed in business depends on you. What if you had access to foretell when certain days and times were vibrant to help you excel in your personal and professional endeavors? You were born with a business DNA. With a 5 Elements Business Astrology reading, timing is everything, and the time is now. Why wing it when you were born with a unique birth map? For your free business astrology chart, visit freebusinessastrology.com. That's freebusinessastrology.com. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is Illuminating Feng Shui. To reach Kathleen or her guest today, please call into our program at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Kathleen at 5elementsgroup.com. Now, back to Illuminating Feng Shui. And we're back. This is your host, Kathleen Zemanski. Eddie, sorry, I can't let you go because we had a caller come in just right at the end of the break. So are you available to do just a quick uh, answer for him? Yes, with that movie line, whatever I think I'm out, they call me right back in. (laughs) (laughs) So we have Jay on the phone, and he's from California. Welcome to the show, Jay. Hi. Um, I wanted to call in, and I just wanted to say thank you to both of you, Uh, Eddie, I've taken, I was in the, one of the very first classes that Ascent have had years ago from uh, your partners, Don and Mike, and it makes a world of difference in my business. I've been in my uh, insurance brokerage business my whole life, and it's made major changes in business and personal. And I use Kathleen's uh, Time Blazer uh, extensively, and in the past 20 months, I've helped start three businesses, and just today, uh, based on Tomorrow being a good day, I filed for another LLC for an uh, uh, office building that I'm buying for a second location for my business. So there's an opportunity to call in and thank both of you for what you've done for my life. Um, 
I really appreciate it, and I've never had an opportunity to say it to both of you, especially at the same time. So it's just a matter of saying thank you for what you've done to enrich my life and those around me. Oh, well, thank you. Thanks, Jay. Thank you. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's part of our mission statement is to help people have an amazing business and spectacular life, and sounds like you're doing that. Man. It really does my heart good to hear those things. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, as I said, it was just uh, wanted to reach out as I was listening to the program today to thank both of you. So, I'll let All you right. go. I know you got a lot to do, but, again, thank you, and, wow, what, the two, what you do, Eddie and Kathleen, you put it together. It's scary how powerful it can be. Well, <laughs> embrace it. Oh, Walk into way, it. Own way, it. Eddie, my wife says the same thing when I point out cars. <laughs> okay, maybe Kathleen is right. Maybe it's a man-woman thing. Maybe I'm just off on that. <laughs> you are not. Absolutely, you are not. Leave me. Okay, thank you. Bye. All right, talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you. So, Eddie, you said, you asked me a question again during the break that we were we were talking about um, feng shui. So, what was the question that you had? I think it's a good you know, one. Yeah, you said something that goes like, how would you know when you had a good one? Like, so how would I know when I had a good feng shui uh, person or a good coach? And what, what occurred to me was, I didn't say was, well, to, to know you have a good coach, somebody who lives it. You know, the guy I learned from, this guy's been doing this 10 or 15 years. He's all over the research. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's just mad about it. He loves the stuff. And you could tell he's expert with it. And um, I'm going to ask you if that's the same for you uh, in, in your industry. Would, how would I know a good feng shui person when I ran across one. And that is really a very good question. So I would say if I, knowing what I know now, and let's say that I'm not the feng shui, you know, master, and I'm just looking for a consultant. The first thing that I would ask, um, or these are the several things that I would ask a person. Now, I um, need to also tell you that I practice classical feng shui. So that means I address person, space, and time. So that's always looking at a person's birth chart to find out where they're at right now and where they're going. And then um, they would, they that the consultant would also um, want to know what my goals are. And so that would be another important factor. And then how would they adjust my feng shui to match what's trending in my chart? to help me do the things that I want to do. So a classical feng shui person would always look at the the business chart. They would also show up with a compass. So they're taking a compass reading of a building. So it's not a cookie cutter thing, which is unfortunately what some of the feng shui is in the Western world, that something kind of got mistranslated along the way from classical Chinese uh, formulas to what happened here. So, you know, there's some some schools out there that have the exact same template that would go over every single floor plan. And that would be impossible because one, life is messy. One, one thing may not, you know, refer to me as it is another person. So I would say, you know, they have to, you know, know certain, you know, fundamental basics about that. And then using the element of time because feng shui is absolutely based based on time. And so it's all about timing, like doing the right thing at the right time. So Jay was talking about my time blazer, which is a proprietary system that's based on the Chinese calendar. So again, person, space, and time. When is the right thing to do the right um, activity and then using the good areas of my space? So it would, it, to me, that would be a very, very minimum of having those three tools implemented into, because there's so many different layers that I don't even talk about on this program. 
I would ask about their experience. I would ask about some of the clients they've worked with and the results that they've had because that's, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do with feng shui, but if you're not getting results, it doesn't matter. You're just throwing your money away. So, and I would also ask who their teachers are. So, Eddie, when you were saying that the guy that you learned from was very passionate about it, um, my my feng shui grandmaster is uh, Joey Yap, Dr. Joey Yap, and he was actually on my program um, about a year ago that you can go back and listen to that, even though he was talking about the fire monkey versus the fire rooster which that energy we're in right now but in this the you know he is you know my master teacher and if i really want to know some fundamental things um i he's my go-to guy and i will train with him i'm um i'm actually um, heading to japan and taipei and in just a few weeks time to study with him again and you know it's my continuing education so i would say that would be fundamentally when you're looking at bringing in a feng shui consultant because it is an investment it's an investment in yourself and you know bringing yourself um, to a higher level just like you would hiring a coach so those are some of the things that i would be be looking at so there you go does that answer your question yeah it does and uh it's definitely the level of expertise excitement engagement you know all of those, those same things apply i would imagine to a whole lot of experts that we're looking for but uh, no, it occurred to me while we were talking about that during the break, that would be something to clarify for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And, you know, to me, from my perspective, it is, uh, you know, using classical feng shui, again, person, space and time, because we're always strategizing about something, right? It's like if you're in business um, or even in your personal life, I suppose, too. But in from a business perspective, we're always strategizing about when to launch a program, a product, a service, um, meeting with that important client, signing contracts. And it's and so it's always a, a strategy about knowing where you're at and where you're going. And to me, a smart business owner would incorporate the principles of classical feng shui into their yearly business plan, their long-term and short-term business plan. I think it's very important to integrate these principles because it, it's your competitive edge. And as you just said, there's a lot of experts out there and a lot of experts that we need. But, you know, let's face it, um, Eddie, there's a lot of coaches out there and there's a lot of really good ones out there. But and there's a lot of really bad ones, too. But uh, (laughs) what I would say is if you're starting to incorporate the, the principles of classical feng shui into your business plan, this is where you get the competitive edge. And that's that secret weapon that other people um, most likely are not tapping into. So to me, that's where we can we can really make some game game changer, um, you know, situations in a person's life by doing in it because it's an there's another misconception about feng shui that it, you know, it happens by suggestion alone. Okay, I feng shui my, my, my office and all the, you know, pennies are going to float from heaven. No, <laughs> you know, feng shui, this is the universal help that's going to be helping you. Now you need to put it into action. The, the universe will provide you with the opportunities, but what are you going to do with them? And then that's where someone like you, a good coach, could help you discern, is this a good um, opportunity to follow and how and what are my strategies to get there? So I'm I'm sort of the back end universal energy stuff, and then you'd be the front end. Let's let's get in and and pick this apart and and make it happen. Well, same thing for me. It's just it's a lot of individual pieces. It's not just one. And so the function. And by the way, we all look for a competitive advantage. 
Right. Which sounds like one more I could add to my belt, a little bit of feng shui that helps yeah. separate me from the others. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. And unfortunately, we're going to have to do that offline because we are certainly at the end here. And uh, my feng shui tip that I was going to talk about today, um, business, short-term and long-term strategies, we'll, we'll pick that up next week. But for now, thank you so much for spending time here with me today. I look forward to seeing you next time on Illuminating Feng Shui. And until next week, may good chi follow. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Illuminating Feng Shui. Please join Kathleen Zamansky again next Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel as we look at other aspects to power up your workspace.